The Start On Demand. On demand. Bit of a shorter podcast today because we spent the bulk of it talking about the weather and the storm. We'll touch on it a little bit in the podcast, but we want to separate that stuff and focus on the other things that we did. For example, big win for the Winnipeg Jets in the home opener. Bob Irving joins us to tee up the Bomber game on Saturday. And we want to talk about the things that we learned in rhyme. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Friday, October 11th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and I think it is safe to say yesterday sucked, but today <laughs> is going to be ten times worse. Yes. Uh, I opened the door, and you know when you have that feeling of like, do I have the option of just closing the door and pretending like I don't have to go out there today? You know, like it's just disgusting. Well, and the, the trees, the down trees are going to be a huge issue, which is consequently going to interrupt power. I understand our signal is cutting in and out a little bit. We apologize for that. Obviously, we are not immune to the weather here. Uh, we were trying to get Bruce Owen on the air, uh, Loren, just before we came on the air here. And Bruce, I think, was on a cell phone. He was cutting in and out. It was impossible to have a coherent conversation with him. So you're going to have all sorts of different challenges this morning. There are power outages all over the place. Last night on the way home from the hockey game, I stopped to get gas. The Interac was down at the co-op gas station. And so you're going to have interruptions and in, potentially in those types of services and uh, or just no power altogether. 31,000 customers around Manitoba without power right now. now. It's it's dropped to about 26,000. Oh, that's good. But the outages are up. So you're at 771 different outages that they're dealing with. And you mentioned that snow, Greg. It's just so heavy and wet that it's cloaking they're cloaking those trees and then the trees are falling on the lines and the lines are going down you saw some trees down on your drive to work this morning i did uh just on my street but uh, probably the most noticeable and potentially ha- hazardous one was northbound on henderson highway in the curb lane just before kingsford just uh before the bus stop there so uh yeah lots of trees down lots of branches down the the already maligned canopy of trees in Winnipeg, I think, is going to take a beating over the next 24 hours. The the snow is just so heavy, and now we're starting to get that wind, Brett. Yeah, the wind is going to be brutal today. The, I was driving through Kildonan Park yesterday, and I just saw down tree branches everywhere. It's a weird contrast because it's it's pretty. It's pretty, you know, the winter. What are you pointing at, Greg? Sorry, I'm, I'm super distracted. What it's, are you doing? It's completely staticky here, and I don't know if where that's coming from, if that's going out over the air or not. Okay. Uh, well, it, it, <laughs> there's probably a lot of static on the signal uh, because of the weather. But I was driving through Kildonan Park yesterday, and there were down tree branches everywhere. It's super pretty, but it's also awful on these trees because the snow is so heavy, it's bringing everything down. I was at Kildonan Park, by the way, just as a side note for uh, my buddy's rehearsal was at Pine Ridge Hollow, and then dinner was at Prairie's Edge. And I got... I just got a quick sidebar. Greg says to me this morning, you look tired. 
And I thought, oh, thank you. That's nice of you. It's not that I'm tired. It's that I got my eyebrows waxed on Wednesday to try to tidy them up for this wedding that I'm emceeing, and they're all swollen. So if oh, you can just, happens. if you it have happens. any, do you have any tips, McNabb? I, I I have such ginger fair hair that I hardly ever get my eyebrows down. I like to pretend you can't see them, so I don't worry about them until I re- lean in real close, and then you're like, oh dear God, yeah. better do something about those. But uh, yeah, you can put some lotion on them, like just any lotion will work. Well, they gave soothe me them. they gave me some lotion, but it's uh, they they're kind of sca- almost scabby and just swollen. So if you have any tips on what I can do to <laughs> get rid of the swelling by tomorrow, stick your face in the snow. How's that? Uh, that's a good. Uh, that might be the best option. Just lie down, face down, and a pile of snow for as long as you can hack it. Okay. That might work. 204-780-6868. Shoot us a text on that. Anyway, back to the snow, back to the hydro situation. we got outages all over southern Manitoba. We have snowfall warnings, rainfall warnings all over southern Manitoba, and it's going to be a bad one today. We are hoping to speak to the city after 7 o'clock. I say hoping because, as Greg pointed out, phone situation is not great. Like, Greg walked out of our studio, Loren, just to test it. I called his cell, and he cut out immediately. So that that would be uh, snow on the line situation? Like, what, 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 what's the science there? Well, I think just that's... like any other radio, uh, cell Wave. phones, that's exactly what they are, right? So you, right. they're probably going to be struggling with snow getting stuck to transmitters and receivers and all that sort of stuff. The... Yeah, that equipment counts on having free flow of whatever it is that they're moving the information with. I like how I put you on the spot. Yeah, that's Great. okay. Explain the science. It's, it's this electrical for me. waves, digital waves, radio waves. I I don't know. It, well, that, that's the next uh, TV, great TV show, G Mac, the Science Guy. Yeah. Greg, 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 Greg. Don't hold your breath for that one. <laughs> Misery loves company, but it doesn't make it any better when you haven't got any juice in the house. It, it's not a lot of fun. The Jets had a lot of juice last night yeah. as uh, as they opened the home, po- home portion of the 2019-20 season with a 5-2 win over a team they did not manage to beat at, least, at all last year, yeah. the Minnesota Wild. Patrick Laine led the way, two goals, two assists. He is tied for the lead league in overall scoring with Connor McDavid at 10 points. I wouldn't be there with, without my teammates and my line mates. Um, I think, I think they've done a really good job of giving me some great looks, great opportunities, and uh, you know, like I've said before, I think my my goal for the season was try to try to work as hard as I can every night, every day. Um, I think I've been been able to do that for the for the last five games, and uh, you know, it's. Still not quite there. I'm still working as hard as I can, but I don't, I don't think I'm still playing the way I can. So uh, I think that's that only shows what I'm uh, what I'm capable of, and hopefully gonna have a good rest of the season. So Line and Mark Scheifele are among three other players leading the league with seven assists. Kelly Moore, if Patrick Line was leading the league in goals, it would be essentially a yeah, uh huh. Yeah, but points and assists, pretty impressive. It, it, it is, and I'll, I'll toss one other stat into that category: eight hits in the game last night. Uh, you know, it is only five games, and I don't think we should probably be uh, uh, spelling out the heart trophy for Patrick Lyon. Uh, but his he is adding what he has talked about in terms of improving his overall game with his actions, and I think that is 
that is just so uh, complimentary to what's going on on that line. Uh, for my money, that one of the most beautiful goals I have ever seen scored by the Winnipeg Jets 2.0. It's the second period. It's a 1-1 game. There's just been that, that really nice moment when Blake Wheeler was acknowledged by and then saluted the crowd himself for 700 career points. But Shifley's coming down the right side, and a no-look cross-ice pass to the tape that Lionel buries behind Devin Doomdick. I, you just will not see a prettier goal scored in the National Hockey League. And it all started with a great defensive effort by Blake Wheeler. And guess what? As I'm nodding my head at you, I'm thinking of the feed that Line gave to Connor yeah. for the go-ahead goal. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. there were a couple of beauties last oh. night. And, and Line's game is just rounding into form. And Kelly, I don't know if we've spoken about this, but I've insisted through this entire thing that, that Patrick Liney was the Jets' best forward in the playoffs last year. He was very good down the stretch. He had ups and downs, but his complete game, the, that part of the game that people have been complaining about for a long time, I started seeing it rounding into form late last season, and boy, oh boy, are we ever seeing it off the top right now. Yeah, he, he has, uh, and, and Paul Maurice has talked about this a lot as well, it takes young players some time uh, to become complete players. And, and Patrick Liney, I think the light switch has gone on uh, that, uh, you know, he he needed to add that element to his, his game. And let's go back to when he signed the two-year bridge deal, you know. Hey, I've always had confidence in myself. I'm betting on myself if he keeps this up. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's uh, nothing but sixes on the dice on the uh, on the crops table for him. I would say just back up the Brinks truck now because yeah, and and you know what, Kevin Shovel Day off and Mark Chipman and David Thompson will be very very happy to back up that Brinks truck if he keeps playing the way that he is. All right, and uh, before we. Wrap it up. How did it go with Brent Fitz and the live music, Ray? Oh, my gosh. I got to give a shout out to my buddy Steve, who brought me down to the uh, 100s last night. We were sitting right next to the Zamboni entrance, which is where the guys were set up. Brent Fitz with his Jets drum kit and playing the players on the ice. Not only could I hear it over the... PA system within the arena, I could actually hear Brent drumming because I was so close to him. It was a really neat element to the pregame festivities last night. So kudos to Brent and the guys for for playing the boys onto the ice and kudos to the Jets for thinking of it. A really uh, excellent added feature to the uh, festivities kicking off the season last night. You want to see some video of that? We just put a 12-second video up on our 680CJOB Instagram story. You can also find it on Greg's Twitter at GMAC. WPG and McNabb's Twitter handle, by the way, McNabb on Global just refuses to let go of that global tag. Never letting go. Did when? How did the check? I know we talked about this check just mark thing. Magically but it, appeared one it day. It just showed up one day. Just showed up. This, yeah, someone actually someone knocked on my door. It was a Twitter person, and oh. they handed me a cardboard check mark and a check. No, oh. I'm kidding. Oh, it wasn't, um, so it wasn't like the little Twitter bird that was just yeah, fluttering outside in, the door? flew in and was like, you're now getting this check mark." No, I actually think I'm going to change it. <laughs> I've just been curious how what's going to happen. I don't want to lose that blue no, that keep blue, it. Uh, mark. Keep it. I mean, we're, bar- we're Global and CJOB, it's the same family. So you've got, you've got Global on Twitter and CJOB on Instagram. So That's the confusing part, yeah. Eh, not really. Keeps the mystery alive, McNabb. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's Global News Radio, 680 CJOB. There you go. It all comes together, doesn't it?
We got a couple of minutes here to talk about the things we learned in rhyme. And this was inspired just by kind of a throwaway quip at the end of yesterday's segment at this time, where Loren McNabb was that we were talking about dating, how half of online daters think one month is enough time before you bring someone home for the holidays. And McNabb says, Well, how does Tinder work again? So I it's it's a dating app that you use in your phone and you just pictures of people come up and you swipe left for no and you swipe right for let's go. And I have re-familiarized <laughs> myself with Tinder and Bumble and the like because mm. I got dumped two Ooh. months ago and uh, I'm single and I'm trying to play the field, get out there. And uh, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. Okay, good. Um, so... We, we thought, hey, let's talk about the things we learned in rhyme. And we're getting tons of suggestions on text. <laughs> Some great stuff. We, we really are. I'm, and the ones you keep, I forgot about a lot of these ones. What, well, what's one that's jumped out for you here, McNabb? Well, one just now came in was Hickory Dickory Dock. I'm falling over, putting on my socks. Don't want to go outside because I know the car is going to slide. And then it ends, I think I need to call in sick. So I don't... <laughs> That that rhyme went off the rails, but I forgot about the hickory dickory dock. I was thinking this morning about the um, red sky at night, a sailor's delight. Red sky in the morning, a sailor's warning. Mm-hmm. Never been on a ship in my life, but for some reason, I always remember that one in terms of what the weather forecast can look like, and that's been suggested this morning as well. I was born on a pirate ship. You, you know that one? When no. You stick your fingers in your mouth. Are you fat? We'll have to do it off air. Okay. Never, oh, you can't. Oh, yes. <laughs> never eat shredded wheat. You know what that rhyme is for? North, That's south, east, west. North, east, southwest. That was from Kevin, oh. the garbage man. I used to us do to never eat soggy wieners. Oh. <laughs> Not never eat shredded wheat. It was never eat soggy wieners. Well, well that... one's good advice and one is better advice. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, remembering uh, the days of the month? Like which which months have the number of days? Thirty days has September, April, June, and November, and then it, then it goes off the rails. All the rest have thirty one, except for February, which has twenty eight every four years. And all the qualifiers that go with that, but that was a rhyme I remembered as well. And then Tim, right off the bat, got the one that I live by. And I've been building stuff since I was about 12 years old with my grandpa. I still, every once in a while, have to go through my head. Okay, got the screwdriver, got the Robertson, I got the right, uh, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Yes, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Leslie on Facebook says, and I don't think this is a childhood rhyme that uh, Leslie learned, this storm sucks, I won't be going out today for a million bucks. Uh, Roberto says, pitter-patter, let's get at her. I love that one. That's a good one. Uh, okay. Dave uh, on Facebook says, bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> bacon does rhyme with bacon. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot dispute that. And how about this one, Loren? Have you ever heard this one? And it's maybe a variation of something you might read at the cottage, uh, from Homer Simpson. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. Oh, that's from The Simpsons? That's from The Simpsons. Beer is brown and the coffee yeah. is black. Coffee is black. Ah, okay. uh, I was trying to figure out where, where where's Homer going with this well, one. Well, I think he prefers the beer over the coffee. And then uh, Brett and I have vetted this one, and we think we can read it on the air. Loren, we'll read it to you now, and if we shouldn't say it on the air, let us know, okay? okay. As it's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You can shake it, you can flick it, you can oh, do no. a little dance, <laughs> but that last drop never falls until you put it in your pants. <laughs> 
Listen, can, we, can we read that one on the air or not, Loren? No. No? You can't. Okay. You, everyone, you know what? The good not. thing is that as we get reports of people weaving around trees and never ending power line outages and the storm making everybody kind of shaking their head, at least that was a good laugh. There we and go. also true, I'm guessing. I don't have the I don't have the same appendage, but <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Can I say that on air? Well, I can tell you this, Loren. Quitters never win and winners never quit. Three movies to tell you about in theaters. We have to start with the arrival of what I imagine could be the biggest launch ever on Netflix. So sorry. I don't know what to tell you. No way, I'm helping you people put Jesse Pinkman back inside a cage. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, is now available on Netflix. In it, we find out what happens to Aaron Paul's character, meth cook Jesse Pinkman, immediately after the events of the finale six years ago, and I hope to watch that tonight. Now in theaters, the Adams Family is back in animated form. Meet the family that's got everyone talking. They're here. Awesome. Wonderful. The Adams Family! These people are freaks! Exactly. The Adams Family. Rated PG. Adams Family, the crazy family made up of ghoulish characters. That, they go back to the 1930s where they began as cartoon characters in the New Yorker magazine. And now they've got this animated movie. They had their TV show. They had some movies in the 90s. Now this one, not getting the best reviews. Looks like it could be fun for kids at the very least, so... I'll take your word for that. Yeah. I was never into the Adams Family when I was a kid. Did you like the Munsters? I was a Munsters guy. I, like, I think you're one or the other, right? I preferred the Munsters as well. Some like both, but mostly you had a favorite of the two. Yeah, it's okay to like both. It's like cats and dogs, but typically you lean towards one or the other. And speaking of picking one, how do you pick between Will Smith and Will Smith and Gemini Man? You can't beat me. I'm you, only better. I'm the best. You are obviously not the best. You had your time. It's my time now. Gemini Man is about an aging hitman who is targeted by a younger clone of himself. It <laughs> oh looks boy. cool, but it's not getting great reviews. And then finally, we have a movie called Jexy. I will need the passwords to all of your accounts. One, two, three, four, five, six. Stupid. Huh? How can I help you? Let's get dinner. You look like you could use a salad fill. What kind of phone is this? Guy gets a new phone, which has a Siri-like virtual assistant called Jexy, but she's sassy, and she gets needy, and then decides to ruin his life by sending naked pictures of him out because he won't like her back. It looks hilarious. It it's looks not really... Robert Downey Jr., is it? It's Adam, Who's that voice? Adam Devine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it looks really funny. Close. So those are your four <laughs> options, but it looks like the safest bet is to stay home and watch El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Got to talk some football. Bob Irving joins us now live on 680 CJOB. Well, at least an attempt at it, Bob, because our phone's been cutting in and out. So we'll give this a shot. How are you, man? Well, look, I'm normally a glass half full guy, as I think you all know. But this, this is mu- this is a bit much. Uh, I'm I'm a little depressed right now over the weather. Uh, but I, you know, I'll suck it up and get ready for the big game tomorrow. How are you getting ready? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think uh, the teams are doing right now, Bob? As they they look outside, I imagine did, did the Alouettes 
do they arrive today? And uh, yes. okay, so well, I was wondering about that, Greg. They're chartering in, and I don't think the airport's going to close or anything like that. But uh, I, I don't know if they'll. There's any possibility of a travel delay? I don't think so. They do charter in, so uh, uh, you know they get here today, and then uh, the bummers were clearing the field yesterday. They had tractors out there, you know, moving the snow off the field. And if we get you guys, are I heard you saying twenty centimeters more today. But we didn't say that. We didn't say that. Kayla Evans said <laughs> okay. that. You just put the so blame on someone else. Yeah. Just want to make Let's sure put the blame where it should be. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, they'll have a lot of work to do now. If it if it ends at some point overnight, uh, the game's not till three tomorrow, so that's lots of time to get snow off the field. And uh, I, Wade Miller's really got his work cut out in terms of then cleaning the stands because you've got to clean the stands and get the snow off the seats and everything else. And it's really sticky. I was out this morning trying to move it off my front step so I could go for my walk, and it's underneath the snow it's icy and sticky oh it's just brutal i'm gonna go back to bed and pull the covers over my head okay <laughs> well, <laughs> well just give us three th- minutes first on, on what do you anticipate tomorrow on All the right, field sorry. yeah give us some good news well i think bombers are due to beat somebody let's put it that way they've lost three <laughs> games in a row i don't know you know people think well but winnipeg is a good running game so if there's inclement weather it'll be to their advantage I think it. I think that holds. Uh, Montreal's got a good running game too with Standback. Uh, he's really good, but their quarterback Vernon Adams loves to throw the ball and throw it deep. Uh, mind you, you know we talked about the weather now would be awfully hard to function in. But tomorrow, if it's four or five and the wind has gone down, that's sort of a, a decent day to play football. And really, I don't think the weather will have much of an impact on the game. So we'll have to wait and see what it's like tomorrow afternoon. But yeah, I think the Bombers are revved up and, and ready to go out and, and win a game. They certainly owe Montreal one after blowing that 24-point lead in Montreal three or four weeks ago and losing the game. Uh, Chris Streveler, I think, uh, is out to show people that uh, the tough outing he had in Saskatchewan is not the real Chris Streveler. And so, yeah, I look forward to the Bombers uh, you know, getting back on track tomorrow. A lot of the conversation in the last, oh, 24 to 48 hours, the acquisition of Zach Caleros and, and Kelly Moore has been playing clips that I assume that you gathered from the players and, and those around the team, Bob, about whether or not this is a potential distraction. And I liked Andrew Harris's take on it, and he suggests that this indicates that the Bombers are, are all in to do whatever they need to do uh, to try and win this year. Fair assessment? Well, exactly. And that's what Mike O'Shea said three or four weeks ago on our Monday Night Coaches show. He said, if we don't try to acquire a veteran quarterback with some CFL experience, we're not demonstrating to the rest of the players that we're trying our best to win. And so I think there's a lot of truth in that. And, you know, I guess the negative side of it is, if there is a negative side, is does it have a, a bad impact on Strebler? Does it shake his confidence? Oh, they don't believe in me anymore. And then that's not a good thing. But I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll handle it well. If anything, it'll motivate him. So, yeah, I think it's a good deal. Now, whether or not we ever see Kolaris is another question. But uh, the move is hard to argue with. Let's put it that way. Will he dress tomorrow, Bob? No. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. He he got in yesterday. And, well, I shouldn't say no. Maybe they'll put him in uniform and stick him on the sidelines. I don't know. He got in here yesterday. So he'll be busy learning the playbook. But, uh uh, I don't know. They have to account for him in some way, so maybe they'll stick him on the roster. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. Okay, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow, 1 o'clock pregame, yeah. 3 o'clock kickoff. Right on.
Wear right your on. mitts. Wear your mucklucks. Bring you. I'll bring well, you some. I'll bring you some coffee, Bob. How do you like it? <laughs> Can you put some Bailey's in it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget his cinnamon toast, and then you're set. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow afternoon, Bob. Bob Irving joining us live on 680 CJOB, and look at that. The phone didn't cut out at all. So progress, I suppose. Just the well, charmed I, I, life of one Bob Irving, that's all. I've had my lights flickering for the last 45 minutes uh, as I'm working from home this morning. So, you know, I'll be going I'll be going down soon, I think. Uh, <laughs> Manitoba Hydro has just reported that there are now 30,065 oh customers without power in the province. So the hits just keep on coming. Well... Ah, it's been a great Friday morning here on 680 CGOV. <laughs> I'm so, I have to go to St. Vitell Shopping Center after work to pick up my tux for this wedding tomorrow. And then I got to drive to Transcona to get my hair cut and then help my dad shovel snow. So I'm assuming that that's going to be like an eight hour journey all in. Oh. I think it's a good budget. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have to go anywhere today, just, no. just stick it at home, man. I got a date tonight. Oh. So I got to get there. Yes, you do. <laughs> 813 on CJOB. He swiped right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Traffic <laughs> and weather next on the start. We are getting text messages at 204-780-6868. Somebody sent us pictures here of a downed power line. And, Greg, you were you reacted to this quite viscerally when you saw it. Oh, boy. Because it's in, somebody's right in their backyard. Yeah, and their backyard is essentially full of downed trees along with this power line. And clearly a dangerous situation. Fire department paid them a visit last night. And Manitoba Hydro spoke to them earlier this morning. Bruce Owen advising us, if you see a down power line, don't be in awe of it. Don't get close to it and take pictures of it for your social media. Stay away and call 911. This is an emergency situation, and uh, it'll be up to Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service to get in touch with Hydro and and let them know what needs to be done. Richard Cloutier has called in to 680 CJOB with a tip on traffic. Good morning, Richard. No, guys, I'm at an incident on Jubilee right now. A big old tree has just got onto an Abco service supply vehicle. All, it is toppled right onto the roof of the vehicle. Fire paramedic services here, and everybody is okay. Sir, it's Richard Cluche from CJOB. Are you okay? What happened? What happened? I was just, uh, just driving down the road here, and uh, the vehicle's in front. I heard the snap of the tree. happening uh jubilee both uh, areas both westbound and eastbound are closed we've got fire paramedic service and firefighters here cutting away at this tree traffic is at a standstill and uh let me just get this individual's name here for us sir what's your name kyle what's the last name sure Trent. okay thanks for talking with us guys that's uh the kind of morning it is this morning Rich, he said it sounded like a crack of thunder when it landed on him. Everyone doing okay. But I know you've been traveling out there throughout the morning. How many trees like that have you seen go down just in that area alone? 
Well, Jubilee is one of the worst in the city historically for this because you've got the grand old oak trees here. But I can't remember a time where we've seen trees like this snap in the city. Uh, Bruce Owen has been describing it from Manitoba Hydro, just basically saying, you know, the heavy, heavy, wet snow is taking its toll. In all these older neighborhoods, uh, people have been advised, give that smaller tree a shake, but these big old trees, this one, is uh, it's got to be about 50, 60 feet tall and just toppled. It's right next to the road. There's maybe, what, 10, 12 feet separating where the tree is to the roadway. So you got to be careful. I'm just looking up here and seeing, yeah, there's maybe a few more trees that may topple. But earlier this morning at 6.30, I was out here, and there was another tree about a block away that had toppled over this one is right in the middle, in the 600 block, just outside of the 700 block of Jubilee. So right between uh, Pemina Highway and Osborne, traffic is now at a standstill and is being blocked off in both directions. But uh, I'll take some photos and some video of this truck. It is incredible that Mr. Chartrand is uh, being able to walk away from this. And again, he was lucky because he is in a cube van, and that cube van took the, the, the brunt of, uh, of that tree. All right, Richard Cloutier joining us live on 680 CJOB. Richard, thank you for this. You bet. 841 on the start, and of course we'll continue to cover the weather situation as it unfolds. But uh, we just want to quickly revisit a topic we were discussing earlier, and that's the things we learn in rhyme. And this was inspired by a conversation we had yesterday. Loren, this was from a dating survey that you dug up. Well, just quickly, what was that dating survey about again? Well, I was just talking about the idea as we approach Thanksgiving weekend, you know, when we have these family meals, if we're lucky and fortunate enough to get together, when do you bring your significant other home for the first time to meet the parents. And so I had a lot of people talking about uh, responding to the survey saying between one and three months was the average. If you've been dating between one and three months, you might bring your significant other, your partner home to girlfriend, boyfriend to meet mom and dad. And then uh, I was asking you about your dating ventures and how much different it is now and how, how easy it is because it's just uh, basically one move in the online app world. Well, it's... it's I- in theory, it should be easier. I, I but it, it, it's actually it's quite exhausting doing the, the Tinder. I'm on, I'm on Tinder and I'm on Bumble, and uh, you know you got to swipe through hundreds of people, and and you just kind of make these arbitrary decisions based on. Uh, you sort of feel bad almost when you swipe left because uh, you're essentially judging them on their appearance or what they've written in their bio. Like if they have a spelling mistake in their bio, left swipe left. So swipe left is no. To the right, it's a go. Yeah, swipe left for no, swipe right for let's go. That's not an official Tinder rhyme. It's just something I came up with on the spot. And then, Greg, you were like, hey, we were talking about bed bugs the other day. Uh, Good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Let's talk about the things we learned in rhyme. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned the fact that I still... In my head, we'll go lefty-loosey, righty-tighty when I'm working on a project and there are screws involved and I have to use a manual screwdriver. We uh, recited the one for you with regards to uh, how you keep track of which months have how many days in them, right? 30 days has September, April, June, and November. And I've been saying this one on the air for a long time. My Grammys rhyme about good, better, best, never let it rest till the good get better and the better best. And I think it's just 
fact that we learn and hold on to these things in rhyme. We learn amazing facts and hold on to them in music lyrics, unlike we might with any other form of study. And so uh, we just wanted to get from you some of your different rhymes uh, that you have lived by and that you've learned from, including this one, uh, rhyme we tell our kids for their bikes, riding double causes trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, on our Facebook page, and you, there, you have an opportunity to win tickets to see Miranda Lambert on our Facebook page if you share the things that you learned in rhyme. And we are getting some great ones there. Here's one that uh, made me chuckle. Uh, this one, we got this from a couple of people, including Todd. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. <laughs> the more you eat, the more you toot. The more oh. you toot, the better you feel. So let's have beans with every meal. Didn't mean to turn that into a sing-along. But uh, it was good. It's just kind of happened. Yeah, it's that well, sing sign rhyme, rhyme. It's thing. all sing song. We just had another one write in about. Uh, do you remember this one? In the year of 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. They didn't get the first part right. This listener, I added that in, but that might have been a song. Someone sang that, I think. At well, one point. here's one from Blair. Hush, little laptop, don't you cry. Mama's gonna find you some more Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a pledge. I guess. I like it. I like it, too. And uh, what was the one about Confederation, guys? Do you remember that one? 1867. That was the date of Confederation. And then there was sort of a less rhymy rundown of when the different provinces joined Confederation. But that one always stuck out for me. I think that one's from around grade five or grade six. Keep them coming, 780-6868. What else do you have on Facebook there, Brett? Tammy says, if two vowels go a-walking, the first one does the talking. Oh, oh ha- that's clever. We yeah. had one I don't here think f- I've ever heard that. No. Oh, shoot. We had one from a teacher uh, about the I before E. Except, Except after, after C. C, but she had a different variation of that. I'm going to dig that one up, and I'll uh, I'll bring it to you in our uh, next segment here. Yeah, because we are looking for a winner-winner chicken dinner on the Facebook page, as well as our Instagram page. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, 680CJOB, because we have tickets for the zombies up for grabs there, so you can weigh in there as well. And there are fewer to choose. There's only a couple of comments at last check. We got tons of comments on our Facebook post, but not a ton on our Instagram. So you can win. You have a better chance of winning those tickets for the zombies if you post on our Instagram and make sure that you follow us. You have to be following us to qualify for the prize. Uh, Elizabeth says, if there's time to lean... There's time to clean. Oh, do I remember that from my uh, restaurant days? Yeah. I used to like to say it too. I didn't like to hear it as a, you know, as a worker, but when I was a manager, I loved to recite it. Really? Yes. And uh, was it Glengarry Glen Ross when Alec Baldwin says, ABC, always be closing? Always be closing. That's sales. Always be cobbling. Always, yeah, that's right. That right. was from SNL. And then in the restaurant business, ABC stood for always be cleaning. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you got to have a clean restaurant. You do. It's mandatory. One of our corporate partners came to us with a story about a Winnipeg family doing all they can to help their son battle a rare condition. It started as a Bell's palsy diagnosis and turned into something unimaginable as if the Bell's palsy wasn't enough. Last June 7th, 10-year-old Matthew Isaac was diagnosed with diffuse midline glioma. This form of pediatric brain tumor grows notoriously fast and is unresponsive to treatment. Symptoms can include double vision, problems swallowing, weakness on one or both sides of the body, 
and loss of balance. Matthew's parents, Claire and Jordan, describe him as a beautiful, active, fun-loving, enthusiastic boy who loves playing sports, including soccer, tennis, baseball, and hockey. To provide treatment for Matthew, the family needs to raise $250,000 to give Matthew a chance, once again, to run with his friends, play soccer, go to school, and earn his driver's license and high school diploma. Matthew's dad, Jordan Isaac, is here along with Evan Fogg of Lux Barbecue Company. Jordan, good morning. It's great to meet you. Thank you for coming to see us. How's Matthew doing today? He's doing okay. Uh, last The last week has been, uh, we're seeing some symptoms start to creep in that make you think it's starting to grow a little more. We've uh, finished radiation, which is a time where they try and shrink the tumor and you know, he's starting to have a little bit of a rough go of it. You know, nights, not so not so well sleeping. He needs help getting to the bathroom. It's not fun. As a parent, it's just not fun. Well, we were commiserating in the in the green room talking, and I just, I can't imagine going through this. Claire and you, how are you guys holding up? We're doing okay. I mean, it's it's exactly what you'd think it would be. It's tough all the way around. It's Oh, boy. So if you don't mind going into just a little bit of detail so people can wrap their head or around what's been happening here. First of all, what is Bell's palsy? And then, you know, this additional diagnosis, something that I've never heard of, obviously quite rare, and, and this effect that it has on, on Matthew's brain and his, and his functionality in life. It's, um, I mean, it's weird. We have had to learn so quickly, uh, so much medical knowledge. Um, that I can give you to you now, right? But even when this started, I would never have been able to describe any of this. I would have been in the same position you were. So he, um, I saw one day when I was working on a car, half his face was frozen. Um, he just couldn't move it. He was smiling and only one half would go. And uh, anyways, to make that part of the story short, uh, we took him to the hospital and they gave us the Bell's palsy diagnosis. Again, I'd never really heard of it, but you look it up, it's not so bad. Half the face frozen, usually about six months it goes away. It's a swelling of the nerves passing through the frozen side of the head's cranium. There's little pockets. And when they get swollen, they pinch the nerves off. But it goes away. And so you hear that one, you're like, whew, you know, let's just deal with this as quick as we can. But uh, it was supposed to start seeing signs within a month, and we weren't seeing it. So we took him back to the emergency room, and my wife, God bless her, she's a force of nature. She was very insistent that they image image him and they did and that's when they tell you the the news a parent would dread right there's a mass in his brain right beside his brain stem so this diffuse midline glioma if you look it up on the internet you'll see dipg it's one of the older ways of describing it but it's uh it's a type of tumor that they don't understand it only grows in the central nervous system it can't grow anywhere else um there's kids who have it in their spines but he has it right in the base of his brainstem, and it's one of the worst spots because it's all diffuse. It wraps around everything. You can't go in and cut it out, which is the primary you know, way of removing all the cancer cells. If it was somewhere else, they might be able to do that, but because of where it is, this, it's simply not an option. No, and um, we've gotten lucky. The Apparently, Manitoba, I would have had no knowledge of this before again, but Manitoba is a center for cancer research. We have incredible doctors, incredible equipment, and so there was a doctor who specializes in that part of the brain. And most of the time, they don't bother going in to get a biopsy, which is to take a chunk of the tumor cell so they can map it. Um, most times, they just leave it. You get radiation, and then you have to wait for them to pass. That's it. But lucky for us, they were willing to go in. They got a piece of it, which has enabled us to go after some of these after-treatments. 
You know, these are all experimental. There's a few kind of that he can go for. And the one we're looking for recently, like the, it's called ONC-201. That's the trial we want him to uh, proceed with. It's got a lot of potential, but it's a trial. Is that why you need $250,000? Well, that number was kind of a number we came up with before we knew what they'd be. So there's tons of different options, um, but this one's actually one of the cheaper ones, but he's still going to have to go through stuff afterwards. If this one works as advertised, it'll reduce the growth, but the cells are still there. So there's quite a few other ones, and the entrance fee is like 150000 Plus, you have to pay for the drugs all the way along. Most of them, you have to get imaging in the States, which is about $15,000 a pop. Like, it's terrifying, that medical system down there. But at least this one, we can do a lot of it here. They're willing to allow us to image here so we don't have to pay for that kind of stuff. But his treatment's going to be ongoing after this. You know, we're, we're going for the long haul. We want him to be cancer-free. And it's just, uh, it's nuts. But yeah, to finish the story... After the uh, Bell's palsy, they found that it's wrapped around that brainstem. They get the biopsy, they send it off, and they can map what's going wrong inside his brain cells. And so these fancy drugs, a lot of these trials, they go after little mutations because cancer is basically you, but weird. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this biopsy allowed us to do. And I had no idea when they took it how important it would be. So uh, honored to meet Jordan Isaac. His son, Matthew, is dealing with uh, something absolutely unimaginable. And our friend Evan Fogg from Lux Barbecue Company joining us in studio. Now, Jordan works at Trans Canada Brewing Company, which is next door to Lux Barbecue Company on Keniston. And so the brewery was having a second anniversary, second birthday party, and Evan... I guess you and Phil learned about what was going on with Matthew and said, we got to do something here. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was funny. Me and Phil were, we had been talking for a while about wanting to do, wanting to do more and, and, you know, start reaching out to people. And then I was just scrolling through Facebook one day and, and I saw a post and I was like, oh, you know, he, his dad works at TransCanada Brewing. Like this would be a really good opportunity for us to help somebody in the community and do what we can. So... Um, so I reached out to to Matt, who's the owner of Trans Canada Brewing, and in turn he got me Jordan's information. We reached out to Jordan, and uh, and we just you know like I said, I know they obviously have a GoFundMe page, and and we want people directed to that GoFundMe page. But we also wanted to be able to raise more money and and reach our clients if we could. So um, at both stores and and at the furniture store in McPhillips as well, we're, uh, we have a ballot box. Um, you know, we're taking donations for every donation you get, for every donation you give, you get a ballot. Uh, the ballot in turn gives you an opportunity to win a grill. So it's just another avenue for people to, uh, to hopefully raise some money. And, you know, in the, in the end, we're, we're hoping to raise, uh, between 10 and $12,000. Um, and then everything will just be given directly to, uh, Jordan and his family. It's fantastic and uh, such an outstanding initiative here. Jordan, I know you're you're grateful for all this, so we'll any help obviously is appreciated because this is going to be an expensive endeavor for you and your family. So if you go to the GoFundMe page, just uh, type in GoFundMe.com and then up in the upper left corner, you can click on the search button and you can search for Matthew Isaac. Matthew has two T's in it, E-H-W, and Isaac is with a K, not a C. So Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-I-S-A-A-K. And so what's next for Matthew?
Matthew as uh, on this journey uh, to, to getting better? So the big deal is this uh, this trial. We're actually in a terrible limbo right now. Um, he was accepted to it because he meets all the criteria for a trial called ONC-201. Um, and it's shown some amazing results, some mediocre results, and some not. So it's kind of we, – we have no idea what the response will be. It's kind of the definition of a trial. But um, – it's shown the most promise. There's a young girl who has been treated with it for two years, and it's a tumor very similar to Matthew's. And it's shrunk down to about 12% its original size, and she's living a happy, healthy life at the moment. Um, so that's kind of the big one. Otherwise, there's a few others, and our doctors, uh, Dr. Vinan and his team, are uh, searching for some any other treatments that we can do. But it's kind of a – we're in limbo, but we've got to get something started. So if you're out and about today, I know it's a, a rough day to be driving, but Lux Barbecue Company on Keniston. You want to give us the exact address, Evan? Yeah, so we're Unit 3, 1290 Keniston, right next door to Trans-Canada Brewing. And then we also have 33 Stapleton uh, in the north side of the city. And then, of course, the Lux uh, Furniture on McPhillips, just north of Notre Dame. Evan, Jordan, our love to your entire family on this Thanksgiving. Okay, guys? Thank you. Good Thank luck. Thank you, you as well. Thank you, Jens, for having us. Once again, just Google GoFundMe Matthew Isaac. Isaac spelled with a K, and you will find the page Support for Matthew Isaac and Family. Mackling and McGarry and McNabb and Jeff Forte and Master Control, we all thank you for listening on this very busy Friday. Godspeed out there if you're having to drive anywhere. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.